structure provides the opportunity for creativity in this group think. The more structured this process is, the more free-flowing those ideas can be. Some of you have been part of Fast Foundation's mastermind in the past. Others have been into other masterminds. It's new for some of you as well. For those of us that have ever been through it or have been thinking about it, there's always something special about what a mastermind can bring. And there's a lot of ways to run it. And we have found so much joy in the way that we love to run ours and complimenting it and learning from others like Vistage, which is one of the largest in the world. We wanted to take a minute and actually show a little insight into what goes into running a successful mastermind. And spoiler alert, it's in conversations and it's with community just like this and having really good ability to learn from the collective group. So we're excited to dive into that today. Before we do that, for everybody, just do me a favor, jump into the chat, throw your Instagram or your LinkedIn. I want to make sure that we can connect with both new and those who have been here before. And we are really excited to kick off. I'm not going to read a full bio today, but RT, you're here. We're going to jump right in and we are just going to talk about what it's like to facilitate a mastermind. To kick it off, we just wanted to start with an overview of what is a mastermind and probably using one of the I think the most successful mastermind companies that there is. And I don't know if you guys are familiar with Vistage or the company that is Vistage, but we call this Fast Foundations Mastermind Facilitation 101. <laughs> I don't know if we'll do a 201 or a 301, but we just wanted to hit you with the basics of how to facilitate a mastermind because you don't need to be a company like Fast Foundations. You don't need to be expert facilitators like me and Jim are. You don't need to run a mastermind to have a mastermind. A mastermind can be just you and a couple of friends sitting in a coffee shop once a week, once a month, catching up and sharing ideas and feedback. I wanted to start with the background of what a mastermind is at scale, just to give you some reference. So the largest mastermind company in the world is called Vistage, and they brand themselves as a private advisory board for CEOs, executives, and business owners. It's very masculine. It's 97% men, which is a problem, and their other companies have solved that. There's a really cool company called Chief, which is basically the same thing, but for women. And Vistage, you have to have a seven-figure business or greater. A lot of people in Vistage have an eight-figure business. They're big businesses. And they have 45,000 members worldwide. They run it like chapters. So it works in your city. I bet wherever you live, there's a Vistage chapter. There's a Vistage facilitator. And so these people meet once a month from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. They lock themselves in a conference room. There's usually 10 to 15 people. And they're small business owners, and entrepreneurs in that area. And there is a facilitator that brings them all together, that finds the room, that gets lunch for them, that just has all that. But these people pay somewhere between $1,000 and $1,500 a month after their initiation fee, which is also thousands of dollars. Anyone's doing that math, 45,000 people times $1,000 a month is $45 million a month that Vistage brings in. So is the mastermind business a big business? Yes. But again, it doesn't have to be. You can do a mastermind for free with your friends in a coffee shop. And you can come to office hours once a week here with Fast Foundations, also totally free, and we can show you how to do it. So that's like the background. That's what a, a mastermind is from the definition of this massive company that I don't want to say started it all. Masterminds have been around for hundreds of years, but this is the biggest player 
in the industry, the Google of masterminds, as it were. So I just wanted to share how Vistage does their facilitation. They call it issue processing. And this is not trademarked. This is not a patented process. This is the basis for facilitating masterminds. So whether you have a Vistage group of 10 to 15 people with big businesses in a room once a month, you come to a Fast Foundation event, or you have a little Zoom call like this with some friends or you meet in a coffee shop once a month, you can do this exact thing. Just rip it off, do it. It's awesome. You can call it whatever you want. Issue processing is what they call it. And it works like this. First, you state the issue or the problem. So let's say I'm the person with the problem. Everyone comes to these meetings with an issue, a problem. Some people call it a dilemma. And they rate their dilemma on a scale of one to 10, or they say when A issue is, goes first, a B priority goes second, a C priority goes third. So you come to the meeting and you say, I have an A issue. I have a level 10, like big problem, right? And then that person probably goes first. And you state what the problem is in your words. Then the facilitator helps by facilitating the next step, which is clarifying questions. I don't know if you guys have ever been in a mastermind before, done a little like group think session, or just helped a friend, or maybe you've been to therapy and you really know what this feels like, but you have to ask clarifying questions. And so we have to find out, is that issue that you think you have actually the issue? I'm going to give you a real example. Let's say I come into my group meeting and I say, I'm having a lot of like really hard time focusing at work. I am I have all these things in front of me, but, and I'm really ambitious, but I'm really stressed and I'm having trouble. I think it's time management. I just, I feel so anxious all the time and I'm not getting as much done as I think I should. One of the clarifying questions as we go around the room that I hope someone asks is, hey, before we dive into business and figure out what the root of that is, how's your home life? Like, how's your relationship with your wife, your spouse, your husband? What does that look like? And most likely... And if you guys have been in mastermind before, a lot of issues that we think are business related are actually personal related. And maybe the tears flow and you say, maybe that's my problem. And I say, man, yeah, well, I'm struggling at home. Uh, my partner brought up the word divorce the other day. I don't know what to do with that information. And it's really distracting. So now we thought initially, back to number one, the problem we thought was like focus or time management, but actually the problem is at home. And that leads us to step three. Once everyone gets a chance to ask clarifying questions and you've restated the problem. So you say, okay, everyone asked those questions. My thought, my problem was this. It's actually this. This is a more well thought out statement of my problem. Now we go on to step three here, which is proposing solutions and ideas. And so when we're at that step of facilitating this group think, that's really where the magic happens. But what I wanted to share is what we add in Fast Foundations and what we've learned to add to this instead of just popcorning around the room or somebody saying, hey, yeah, I've been through that. I've done something like that. I can help. We start by facilitating the group think really specifically. So we say, okay, if, if you have direct experience with this issue, and let's go back, let's say the issue is a potential divorce, like you're having trouble at home that's what we figured out the issue was. It actually has nothing to do with business. We go around the room, let's say there's 10 people in the room, like a Vistage group or like this room. And we say, who in this room have direct experience with that? Somebody raises their hand, that person 
where those people go first. They provide their feedback, their ideas, and all that first. One key thing, and I know it's like drinking from a fire hose, but if you're facilitating a meeting like this, you want to make sure that only one person gives feedback at a time. And once you've asked all the clarifying questions and you're on to the step of actually the person who's asking for feedback, getting feedback, they need to shut up and listen. They need to have a pen in their hand and they need to be listening and writing down all this feedback that they're getting. They shouldn't be answering. Like, like maybe the feedback is, have you tried, or when I had this, we went to therapy. I don't want you as the person receiving the feedback. And as a facilitator, I don't want you, the person receiving feedback, to immediately answer and say, we've already tried that. Don't shut it down because maybe they haven't landed the plane on the feedback yet. Maybe they're like, we went to therapy and we found that the best part of therapy is actually what happens after therapy. When we go to date night, after we go to therapy, we actually get way more done on that. You would have missed that critical piece of feedback and that really cool and great idea that could be life-changing because you immediately said, oh, we already tried therapy. So shut up, receive, take notes, right? When you're getting that feedback and you as the facilitator, if you're like me and Jim facilitating something like this, it's your job to make sure everyone follows the rules. This is very structured on purpose. Structure provides the opportunity for creativity in this group think. The more structured this process is, the more free-flowing those ideas can be. So anyway, start with the person that has the most direct experience. Once everyone with direct experience, like they've been through divorce or been through a struggle like that, gets a chance to go, then you go to indirect experience. For this example, indirect experience would be like me. My parents got divorced when I was a kid. I was old enough to know what it feels like. And let's say that person, they have kids that are about the same age that I was. I would provide feedback and I would say, hey, I don't have direct experience with this. So I'm not married, but I have this experience. It's indirect and here's how it felt as the child. There's a lot of great ideas and great feedback from indirect experience, but it's less important than direct experience. Random idea time is number three. We always save time for that. And that's anyone who doesn't have direct experience, anyone who has in, doesn't have indirect experience, or if we've gone around the room, it's, hey, does anyone, like this conversation sparked a random idea in someone like, have you tried this? Or what about this? Some of those ideas are worth sharing. Random idea time is one. We can call it bad idea time. No, no ideas about idea time. But that's where those things come out, right? That is how we facilitate that group think. We're going to go through some examples today so we can really share with you guys what this is like to the overarching issue processing. Just want to recap. If you're facilitating a mastermind, again, whether it's part of Vistage, like this massive organization that facilitates masterminds in cities all around the world every single month for a full day, or you're just sitting around having coffee or a beer with some of your friends, and you're basically having a little mastermind and trying to help someone. It's this process is really easy to follow. It's three steps. State the problem, ask clarifying questions until you've restated the problem, you know what that problem is that you're solving, and then go on to proposing solutions and ideas. And then if you want to get real crafty with it, then you go to this next slide and you say, okay, when we're sharing ideas, this is how we're going to do it. If you have direct experience, you go first. Indirect experience, you go second. And then, of course, random idea time, which is very valuable. And you always want to have time for that at the end. So that is how to facilitate a mastermind totally for free. If you want to experience what this is like 
for yourself and you haven't experienced this before, Jim and I do this at every single Fast Foundations event. And you can go to fastfoundations.com slash next event to come and experience this in person. And we just wanted to share this with you. If you haven't seen, we just released our next event. We're selling the event individually now with a really low price, really low barrier to entry to get in the room. And whether you're, you think you're right for Fast Foundation Mastermind, like an event like this, we call it a retreat or a mastermind retreat where it's an intensive where we do this process basically for two and a half days and all kinds of other things. Um, Chris Harder's coming as our keynote speaker this time, which would be really cool. It'll be a, a, probably the smallest group to access a brain like his, which is really exciting. But if you want to experience what that's like, even if you've been to a Fat Foundation event before, this one's a little bit different. We're doing it in a really cool, they call it a complex. It's not a hotel. It's like a private home. So that's everything I wanted to share with you today. Hey, this is Jim Carter. Thank you for joining the Fast Foundations podcast. We're excited to try this new format. We're grateful you were here to be part of it with us. If you missed the live event, you can join us every Wednesday. Sign up at fastfoundations.com slash office hours, and we'll see you next week.